Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. He is and always shall be. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here on this great feast of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, the presentation or meeting of the Lord at the temple. And today what I would like to do is take advantage of the fact that it is a major feast and demonstrate one of the hermeneutical tools we have as Orthodox Christians to understand Scripture. And this great hermeneutical tool that we have that no other denomination has are the hymns. So what I want to do is to start today with the Apolitikia, Lady Full of Grace, O Virgin Theotokos, for Christ our God, the Son of Righteousness, has risen from you, and he illumined those in darkness. And you, O righteous elder, be glad in heart, receiving in your embraces the one who liberates our souls and bestows upon us the resurrection. Now, those of you familiar with the title Son of Righteousness will know that it is only mentioned in Scripture once in the prophecy of Malachi. And depending upon which version of the Old Testament you're reading, it's either going to be in Malachi 4.2 or on Malachi 3.20. In our Orthodox study Bibles, it's the latter. But if we read, I want to read to you the entire pericope where the, this term son of righteousness is used because it's going to be useful in understanding both Malachi and the feast itself. Because again, we're called to pay attention to this title because it's in the hymns. It's in the very Apolitikia of the day. Beginning from 319 in the prophecy of Malachi. For behold, the day of the Lord is coming. And for those of us who know Greek, the day of the Lord is Sunday. Okay, Burning like an oven, and it will burn them up, and it shall be that all foreigners and all who do wickedly will be stubble. And the day that is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord Almighty. Neither root nor branch will be left of them. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise and with healing in his wings, and you shall go forth leaping as little calves released from their bond. So here we have an image of the resurrected Christ, that in the day of the resurrection will be, we will face the seat of judgment, and the seat of judgment will be fire. But those of us who believe in Christ, those of us who've united ourselves to Christ, this fire will be a healing because we will arise to enter into the kingdom of heaven, free from our bonds of death and sin. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under your feet on the day I do this. Death no longer has its sting. Death has been trampled underfoot by death. Behold, I will send you Elijah before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And we see Christ on Mount Tabor talking to Moses and Elijah just prior to going down into Jerusalem to be crucified. And again, this brings about this image 
of the glory of God, a fire that burns the unworthy. Peter, James, and John were close companions of Christ, and Christ allowed them to behold this glory. But even though they were allowed, they still fell face down upon the ground. And he will turn the heart of the father to his son and a man's heart to his neighbor, lest I come and strike the earth completely. This is why in the Orthodox Church, we pray for everybody. Our hearts turn to our fathers. Our hearts turn to our neighbors. Our hearts turn to everyone, lest they be struck down in this coming of our Lord. Be in remembrance of the law of Moses, my servant, as I commanded him with its statutes and judgments at Horeb for all Israel. Christ, in his incarnation, perfectly obeys the law of Moses. Now, the law of Moses has no real salvific value. The law of Moses is revelation. It reveals to us human nature in connection with the nature of God. We are made according to the image and likeness of God, but we have turned away from God the source of all good things, the source of life, the creator of all things. And because of that image and likeness, we hold a unique position of creation of the royal priesthood. We were supposed to represent God to creation and lift up creation to God, and we ignored that responsibility. And as a consequence, death, sin, tragedy, all of it was introduced into the world. And so God sent the law to make sure that we understood this reality, that we are sinners, that we are separated from God, and that there is no way that any single human being at any time, at any point in history, would be able to perfect the law. The only person that can perfect the law is Christ, and that is because he is God. But again, since we are made according to his image and likeness, when he took on our humanity, the Trinity is one in essence in three persons. We have a Trinitarian nature because God has a Trinitarian nature. Only our Trinitarian nature is one in nature in persons, a plethora. And so in his human nature, God perfects the law. And because his human nature has the law perfected, he shares that perfection with all of humanity. But again, because we're made according to the image and likeness of God, we have free will. And it is up to us to choose to participate in that perfection or to turn away from that perfection. And today, we have all turned towards and accepted that perfection by being here, by giving thanks to God, by allowing God to enter into us through Christ's body and Christ's blood. That every time we partake, we partake of that perfection. And in so doing, we, through our prayers for all of the world, those who love us, those who hate us, we share that perfection with them. And so we stand today on the front lines of that great spiritual battle with sin and death as God's foot soldiers, fighting the good fight for all of humanity. And we are allowed to take this perfection that has been freely given to us and go out into the world to proclaim the gospel 
that God so loves his creation that today he humbled himself as a 40-year-old babe, dependent upon a mother and a father to perfect the law, to be brought to the temple, to have a pair of turtle doves sacrificed according to the law in order that today we might participate in that perfection. That this whole salvific project of the definitive action of God through the incarnation of Christ has brought all of us, every single human that was, is, or will be, resurrection. We are all freed from the bonds of sin. The question that remains before us is that when we come face to face with the glory of God, will that glory be an embrace of a child who has returned home or the burning fire of someone who has spent a life rejecting that perfection. So let us continue to strive to be here, to give thanks to God, and to pray and stand in the place for all of humanity in the hopes that everyone will be able to stand in front of that judgment seat and receive that loving embrace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, to the ages of ages.